and welcome back to another episode of the CrossFit Harrow podcast. Today is episode 91 and we have Lauren who joins us. Lauren, thank you for joining us. It's okay, you persuaded me eventually. <laughs> Twisted your arm for <laughs> Took months. me a while to agree, but I'm um, here. First question, as always, is why CrossFit Harrow? Um, I was a member of a normal gym for a good few years and just kind of got a bit stale with my training and wanted to mix it up. And it was lockdown and you guys were doing outdoor classes. Oh yeah, God. So Your first outdoor up. session was in the rain, wasn't it not? I can't remember. Probably blocked that out of my memory if it was raining. Yeah, I, I'm, I think it was. I think it was pissing down with rain. Was your and first... I still came back. Yeah, That's yeah. dedication, yeah. right? That, that is. Um, what uh, fitness has been, or sports have been quite a big part of your life for quite a while, right? There's probably a lot of things that people don't know about what you, you in the past did with sport. I know, I feel like I don't really sit still for very long. I'm no, you don't. I'm constantly moving. Um, but you uh, used to play football. Yeah. You used to play football for competitively. Yeah, so in my like childhood to teenage years, um, I started off playing for Hartfield and there was no girls teams at all back then. And my mum started a girls football team just so I could play. Oh, your mum started it? Yeah. All oh, right. So then from there, I then got scouted for Watford and then for Middlesex and played till maybe 15, 16. And then I got an knee injury and they wanted it to be my life and it wasn't my life anymore. How do you make those, like, to, to make it your life at like 15, 16? How do you make it? Like, it's a hard decision to, like, you don't know what you don't know at all what you could look like it's hard right as a kid no and also I feel like it took away a lot of my life it would have taken away yeah. a lot of my teenage years and stuff and even things like today I've never watched an episode of Friends and I swear that's because those years of my life I was literally out every evening playing football having a match doing training and I never watched all these things that yeah we need watched. to go back a second you've never watched an episode no, of Friends I've never seen an episode of Friends fucking hell <laughs> Jesus, Lauren. I know. Missed out. That's what I mean. I deprived myself from all these things for so long. You, um, you over Christmas on Comedy Central should should watch all the episodes. Give me of Friends. something to do. Um, yeah, I suppose at fifteen, sixteen, you you know, and with girls' teams not really being a massive thing, uh, you're not you're not really sure what to do. No. Did you make Did you make that decision, or did your parents make the decision? What, for me to stop? Yeah. I made this, I made it in the end. You made yeah. the decision, yeah. I think it was my mum's birthday and we were going into London for a meal and I asked to have the game off and my coach was like, no, you need to eat, sleep, dream football. And yeah. I kind of was like, I, suppose like I in actually the, don't. In, in the youth part, like, well, in, in, in people's youths is, is the most, not serious part, it shapes you for like later, I guess. So like they're probably, as coaches and professionals, they're wanting the, like the the most discipline from every individual because it will give them the most chance of success as they're older. And I wasn't like and that. That. <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> but it's hard at 15. Yeah. Like, you want to be a kid. You want to yeah. go and explore. You want to go to the park with your mates. You want to stay up late. You want to go out. Um, it's, it's, not a, it's, it's not easy. No. It, either way, right? No. So that was that over. You, you said knee injury. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what it was called, but I used to, if I ran, I used to get like a big golf ball underneath oh, my, um, it's like a really long word. Osgood Slatter's disease. Something like that, yeah. Which was good at the so time. That's a growing thought, pain. I mean, I never knew what that was. How do you like, know what that is? Then, well, I, I, I never got it. <laughs> um, yeah, Osgood, it's quite, it's very common in football. I think it's where your muscles don't catch up with your Something like that, with the bone structure. Or something, yeah. Um, so stop playing football and... Uh, what happened like what was your because fitness you've always been around it right yeah so then I did um 
lots of like running and things and then I got to maybe about 21 and I was like a stick I'd just done a half marathon I was so skinny and all I wanted was a bum so I was like right I need to stop the running gonna join a gym got myself a gym membership didn't know what I was doing I paid for 12 um personal training sessions with my brother's fiance so we went and made each other go and then I just fell in love with it and really stuck it out from there a good way to get started is having commitment with your brother's yeah yeah sister. so we made each other we made each other go yeah. um to personal training sessions we only paid for i think i think it was 12 we paid for then after that we just did our own thing and then and from there you've pretty much made it as part of your life yeah yeah because you're quite a uh, consistent um individual with training don't have much of a um rest balance i feel like i need to work on that i'm very like go 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 but um, and how, when you started out training and stuff, like, so a lot of, I mean, it was new to you just like it was for everyone else, right? But I guess with where you are currently now in terms of your fitness and your aesthetic, it's a, a very advanced and people, especially women, would, uh, would adore where you, where you currently are. But you were equally in that starting position, just like a lot of females yeah. walking through the door. But along the way, I faced your own battles of it, right? Yeah, and I think now I'm kind of like, I'd, I think when I was a member of the gym, I think it was a little bit like unhealthy and an obsession with having abs. And I used my fitness pal, tracked all my macros, did my calories. Well, this is the stuff that I want to talk about with you greatly because, you know, for those of you, I'm sure most listeners and most people that watch this obviously know who you are. And, you know, it is very, uh, you, you have like your abs are great male or female they're great abs but you've has had to sacrifice a lot Food. well yeah a lot you did yeah. and, and it's all great people saying oh, i wish i had abs like lauren or i wish i you know but you've had to do a lot of things that a lot of people wouldn't do in order to be in the position that you are yeah it was um i did a good maybe year two years with my fitness pal having like a um maybe one cheat meal a week Obviously, I had times off when I was going on holiday and everything else, but that gave me, I think, the foundation. So now I kind of roughly know how many calories I'm eating throughout the week, but when the weekend comes, I drink those Proseccos and I don't <laughs> regret it. But you've... And I'm not saying... I'm not saying it's the wrong way, right way or anything, but what my point is is that you've had to put in a lot of work to understand the fuel, how much of what it is that you need in yeah. order for your body to be a certain yeah. way. Um, and I think I've kept things like, for instance, oats. I have yeah, like oats staple, every yeah. morning for breakfast or I put them in a smoothie. Everyone's now going to start eating oats. Yeah, protein <laughs> oats, guys. It will change your lives. Um, a bit of protein powder, oats, oat milk, maybe a spoonful of yogurt, some frozen berries. Thank me later. <laughs> yeah. All the supermarket sales are going to go like um, But things like that, I would now always measure my oats. I wouldn't just free pour them because you don't realise well, how many yeah. you're eating and how many calories are... Same with like rice, pasta. I used to like fill the saucepan with pasta and eat the whole thing. And I suppose when you're younger, and, and, and with also the because everyone has got, and I'm not sure if people know this, but everyone has got active energy levels that they is applicable to their body. How much energy their body needs or burns throughout a day day to day basis, and what you need is going to be very different to to what someone else needs. Yeah, I but, do think I'm quite lucky. I do eat quite. 
a lot. Yeah, my metabolism's good, but I work out a lot too. But also an athletic background. Your athletic backgrounds would be very different to what someone else, whether it be a younger woman, an older male, it's going to be completely different um, because they might not start exercise. And people don't also realise this is that with your background of playing football in, and we're not saying like just recreation in a park, like there's going to be a certain standard and level of discipline that's required. But some people coming into a fitness journey, like in their thirties, whilst whether it be you or someone else has started that when they were like 18. Yeah. So there's a 12 year advantage on that. Um, with, with your, uh, my fitness pal stuff, you worked out what it is your body needed and yeah. you, and it, and you worked out a trial and error to begin with, right? I kind of um, looked at the calories I ate and didn't change anything and kind of like looked at what I did. And then if I was say going on holiday, I would start dropping that down for four weeks. And then- Oh, so you tactically done it that way. All oh, right. If, if I had like something coming up, um, I would like diet for it maybe. And then I'd let it go a little bit. And then I, I wouldn't just, keep dropping my calories, dropping my calories, dropping my calories. Um, I'd kind of do it gradually and then maybe up my cardio a little bit. And then I'd like sit at maintenance for a while. And then- Interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. Some people would, pro would probably just a few days out change, change that. Um, and I feel like if I saw myself like putting on weight, say like for the month of December, I'm not gonna worry at all about what I eat or drink. And then in January, I'll probably be really good and but Go on, it goes like back to having weeks. a staple, though. You've got a base. You you you've got you've got foods that you've based around your diet day to day, day in day out. You've also got like activity levels and exercises, not necessarily specific exercises, but training volume. Yeah. That you have around that too. It's not like you don't do anything. anything. No. Um. You sacrificed a lot in those two years, though. You said. Food wise. I wouldn't say a lot. Like I mean, my routine is very. Like it's easy. I'm not working in London where I get like walking past all these fast food places. I literally have to take my food to work because otherwise I have to eat what the kids eat and I wouldn't want to do that. Um, so, Fish fingers yeah, and uh, baked beans. it's not the best. Um, so I would always have like my oats or my smoothie. Then I'd have like a fruit snack and then I'd have my chicken rice and veg or salmon rice and veg. And then I'd have like something to eat before training. And then I'd have my chicken rice veg, salmon rice veg. But and I don't get bored of it. You didn't? No, I well, still don't. I, still, I really enjoy but it. But that's what I was going to say. For, for, throughout that, you were eating it not because you had to, because you enjoyed the food. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually glad that you've said that you were eating pretty much similar things because that is what allows change to happen within the body. If you're giving yourself the same amount of nutrients, whether you break it down to fats, proteins, carbs, but your body can adapt to that um, intake. If yeah. you're constantly changing your foods. And it's too much to, if yeah. you're tracking your calories, if you're changing what you eat every day. It becomes so fucking hard. Yeah, and that's why people give up, I think, yeah. because it's so time consuming. Whereas if you know that what you're eating is this many calories, then you don't have to keep faffing around with yeah. changing it. And, that, and, and that's where, you know, doing it for a certain period of time, where you've done it for one to two years, now you can look at food and you can make better decisions just on knowing what's on that or what's on that menu, knowing where you can piece meals together because you know what your body needs. Yeah. But equally, still being able to enjoy the foods that you wanna. I would never think about what's in the food when I go out for dinner. Like I would literally, I can't just order one meal. Like it has to be start a main dessert. <laughs> but um, 
you uh, you wrote uh, an article or, or however you guys done it with K's about the, some of the um, byproducts of the, the process that you went through. Yeah, so I think that me being part of a commercial gym, and I think when you get to a certain body percentage, body fat percentage, when you then have to put on weight, because you can't sit at that body fat yeah, it's all, all year round. But it's also not good for you women. Str- you struggle with it. And I feel like I've been approached before to do um, competitions on stage, like bikini competing, and I'm so glad I never did it because I think I would struggle putting on the weight after. Yeah. And I think the whole ethos of CrossFit and no mirrors, and it's not about what you look like, it's what you perform, I think is like the healthiest version of version fitness. Because going in the gym and seeing these men or women bicep curl in front of the mirror, yeah, yeah. and it's all about what you look like not necessarily how you perform or even what you feel like yeah yeah it's not help it's not healthy um because it can be you know it is massively detrimental to people's not not even like their training um performance also like how they feel about themselves their mental health how they approach things because you're exhausted if you're not giving your body enough calories or enough nutrients you are tired because your body's not recovering. And that's also one thing that people uh, do. Um, they go from eating X amount, whether it be good or bad, to be like, right, today I want to start eating healthy. And the version of healthy is like, I'm not going to have breakfast or I'll have a coffee and a whatever. Yeah. And for lunch as a salad. And you're like, well, actually, there's no energy in any of those two meals. No. For the work. So you could get away with it for a day because we've got this stored, like, we've got that stored energy. But any further than that, you're probably going to suffer quite bad. Yeah. But also for women, you're saying about percentage body fat, for women being that low all year round is not is not very good for them. No, because they stop their periods and they... Yeah, chances of, of, of having children are They lower. can't, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... And I don't know why we don't talk about it, like, as in the industry doesn't talk about it more. Because there are a lot of women, at, even guys, I mean, obviously not the pregnancy element, but who suffer from whatever it might be at 16, 17, eight, all the way till they're in their 20s. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think, I think maybe things are getting better. I think like there's a lot more people on say social media who are saying, this is a fake photo, this is edited, this yeah. is, whereas- power, t- power of technology. Yeah. You can literally edit any photo you want. Yeah. Even if like you, jo- you know, joke around about stuff that's going on in the news, like anything can be viewed to be however you want it to be viewed. There could be, I saw something the other day with <laughs> Boris Johnson about the whole party they had, and he was delivering a speech, and then you, the, the doors behind oh, him open. Back. Yeah, like, yeah. As a like, you People can make, are so clever, aren't they? Yeah, you can make things um, yeah. as you wish. Um, so, would you, would you, what would be your advice to someone who wants to improve the way that they eat? Um, what are a couple? Have you got any do's and don'ts that you think that come off the off your head to be like, do definitely do this, and definitely don't do that? So, I would not look at it short term and I would tell people to take progress pictures because I think a lot of people focus on the weight of this on the scale and I I don't even know how much I weigh like that should be is irrelevant, irrelevant. Yeah. like you should not I don't even look at that um so I would take progress pictures yeah. and you do feel like an idiot first out of there in your underwear or a bikini in front of your mirror or some, get someone else to do it take front one side one back one and they don't and have to go anywhere. They don't no, and they are literally just for you. And that will be your motivation to stick with it. And every month, keep checking in, keep taking photos, compare them side by side. And the difference that you see would be your motivation, not some girl on Instagram or some boy on Instagram. Mm. It's how you look like. 
and then you seeing progress with your own pictures will motivate you to keep doing it. Yeah, that's pretty fair. Um, and don't overcomplicate things. Stick to simple things. Eat similar things every day. And even, like, just do the calories. Don't worry about the fats, carbs, protein, macros at first yeah. because that's overcomplicated it. Just yeah, literally... I mean, I'd agree with to some... Like, if you're completely new to yeah, it, I would say, yeah, just... Don't phone- put yourself off, like, and th- have too much to think about and even do things like have the same breakfast every day. Um, similar lunches, similar dinners. So you don't have to keep thinking about how What's much is new, in this. Yeah. yeah, you've got kind of a base. Yeah, I think that's quite important. I think if you're completely new and never ever done it, I think just worrying about how much you're getting in. And although I think if you have some level of knowledge, I think it'd be good, to, like you said, um, it would be good to find out what you need if you've got some level of knowledge. If you don't, just in, in understand how much your body yeah. needs. Yeah, and then you can think about that after yeah. a few months but otherwise I think it's too much to pick like for it's people to think about and people don't stick to it do you think um if we hadn't had Facebook or Instagram do you think it would be as fitness in the world of like aesthetics and like having a six-pack for male and female do you think it'd be as big well if you think about it before I think maybe we just missed this just before our generation like my mum still says this like does my bum look big in this and I'm like mum you want your bum to look big like what are you talking about and I think social media has given us like what's attractive is like big legs big bum yeah it's like like, there's focus points yeah yeah. whereas before it wasn't like that so I think but there's not science there's there's I don't I'm not a photographer clearly but there are things in a photo that like lighting shadow all those things that will make a photo look better oh, you know yeah. on the iphone you take pictures you can change all oh the yeah content. like even like if i'm say like i don't know i've got a picture of me in, in a bikini on a beach if it's midday sun and the sun is directly above you your abs are gonna look good if it's sunset and the, ab, like, and the sun's coming towards you i don't look like i've got a six pack yeah, yeah. so i think like little things like that yeah, yeah, people yeah, 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 yeah. like don't realize um and uh, along along like fitness stuff you've been you spent a bit of time traveling where did you go been quite a few places now so yeah, I did you're, you my do whole, like, yeah I've done my whole like year off work um which was really fun and I'd love to do again but I feel like I probably should start growing up at the age of 30 um so in that year I did Thailand Cambodia Vietnam Laos Bali Australia which I lived in for a bit and then New Zealand which was amazing and then I've done like loads of Europe every school holiday I try and go away somewhere the the, the year the year traveling um what made you want to do that, number one? And number two, how do you just get up and go? I did two years of teaching and I thought if I don't do this now, I'm probably never going to do it. So I was just, I just went for it really. And originally I booked everything on my own and I was really fortunate that um, a family friend came and did it with me and also a friend of a friend who's now a good friend came with me as well. And then I was gonna go on my own to Bali and Australia. And my friend Megan was like, no, you're not doing this on your own. This sounds too fun. Like, I wanna do it with you. So she came with me for the whole thing. And then when I went to New Zealand, I booked that originally on my own. And then my friend from the UK flew out to do that with me. I'm a little bit, um, I don't even know what the right word is. How do you, you you just go on a website? So originally I booked um, my like Southeast Asia tour through a company called G Adventures and 
you pay a bit more for it, but it's just the ease. So they transport you between the different places, they give you your accommodation, and they give you recommendations of things things to do in the area. So I did like 30 days around those countries and that was amazing. Then Bali, I just had a plane ticket there and just kind of found Airbnbs. Oh, did you? You literally just bought a plane ticket, found your Airbnb, spent however many days in that one. And then moved on somewhere else and moved somewhere. Yeah, yeah, so that was really good. What, what, um, um, and you must have met loads of people on the way. So many people, yeah, so many people that I'm still in touch with. As oh, well. so you're still, really cool. still in touch yeah, 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 so that was fun. When people go traveling for a year, like, uh, they tend to have a lot of, um, fun through like parties, day stuff, like, uh, maybe some boat things in there. And, uh, were they the kind of stuff that you got up to? So, my 30 days around Asia was quite wild Um, and then Bali was so chilled I think we only had one night out in Bali and we were there for two three weeks and um, I remember being on one of the Gili Islands called Gili Tea and that's meant to be like the lively party island and we had that as like a fitness retreat honestly I've had like a different experience to everyone else who's ever been there we got um, stand-up paddle boards and did like um, Lots of paddleboarding. We like snorkeled with the turtles. Oh, wow. We hired bikes and cycled around the island. Went on jogs. It was like a completely different experience. W- was to- there a lot of people doing that at the same time? So just me um, and a couple of friends. Uh, no, as in like, a, like, could you notice? Could you see there was a lot of others, or was it that it wasn't? No. 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 I think it was a bit more of a party place. But, oh, but then did you see a lot of people party? Yeah. 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 Um, and. Uh, what would you say is, or was your favorite part of the whole? Exp- of all of that? Yeah. Um, I loved living, I was such a tourist. I lived on Bondi Beach. Um, it was so expensive. Me and my friend shared a room, shared a bed so we could afford it. I'd wake up in the morning, do sunrises, like jogs down the beach. After work, I trained in um, Fitness First on Bondi and everyone there was like a model honestly I was like in awe of absolutely everybody it's a a sunshine isn't it it was just like amazing and like just being on the beach at the weekends and the evenings it was just lovely um do you find that when you were there do you find like everyone was very outdoorsy very like not a lot I say not a lot of clothes on but very you know uh as in sunbathing no matter what their body shape was they were just out in the sun Um, yeah it was a very outdoor lifestyle and I think everybody there was very had like maybe like a certain level of fitness or I don't know if okay. that was just the people well, yeah. I made friends with. I mean, Australia it is, the reason I asked that is my, my experience when I went to, to Miami, um, obviously very different, but because of the sun and being around the sea, um, people just, there was no like pressure on what people looked like. It was like, I'm me and yeah. I don't care. Regardless of what the views of a body shape were or in shape, out of shape, people were just, out having fun and I think like who's not going to be on the beach when the beach looks like that like yeah, everybody yeah yeah. yeah yeah you wouldn't have got people would you do it again a year of, a year out of work oh I'd love to but I feel like I do need to grow up and maybe think about I miss the whole mortgage stage I miss the whole because I just always spent my money on traveling but I think but, now but that's living that in some yeah. way that's life experience I don't regret it? it at all but now I'm like Maybe I should stick to school holidays. I get them quite frequently enough. Yeah. Every six weeks I'm off. As a teacher. So, um, yeah, I think I would kind of maybe keep See, doing that. I never done that. You need to do that. Right, so I'd want, I want to do, do that. that. Yep. Um, I can give you lots of tips, <laughs> where to go. But um, that, that's why I, part of the reason I asked the question is like, how do you 
just you just get up and go I'm gonna fuck off for you I think that's kind of what my personality is like though I think I'm quite like get up and go outgoing and can't sit still for long and so it's just always been something I wanted to do and, and along that though where did fitness like come in with that were you do you know, actually know what I did it was really bad so in like the South East Asia tour I used to walk into five star hotels with confidence <laughs> Go into the lift. I know where this is going. <laughs> go into the lift and then it would say like level one here, level two here. I'd look to where it said gym, go to that level and just use the gym. <laughs> to be fair, that's pretty smart. Yeah, right? And Everyone no, should do that when you travel. And no one said no, no. one's better than I live. No. Um, because did you do your uh, my fitness power stuff? When I was traveling? No, but well, was it before or after? After. I still had like abs traveling though. Like I don't, I didn't completely... No, I was just curious them. to know whether yeah, that was part yeah. of your two, your your year travelling. Um, did I? Or if it was do before, it before or after? I think I definitely did it after because I did put on a little bit of weight, but maybe I did do it before. But like in terms of life yeah, experience, you're know. not that. That's amazing. Like you know, you spent your youth, let's say, exploring new countries, exploring different cultures, foods. Yeah lifestyles as soon as this coronavirus is gone i'm back to my holidays every yeah, holiday well because you you uh you said obviously before like school holidays you're always yeah. looking to go on those on those trips yeah another one of the really good ones i did i went around um africa so oh, i right. did south africa namibia botswana zimbabwe all camping which was amazing. in a tent in a tent yeah in a tent and i mean i didn't think i could do that but it was so, so good. Were you having to like put your food in the, you know? Like cook, cook, cook yeah. the foods. Um, like one of the places we stayed was in this Delta and there was no fence or anything around you. And I was like, how are the animals not knowing like Who's to what? come and get yeah. us? Cause literally there were like hippos, like meters away from where we were camping in the um, river. And they said, just the fire, the animals won't come near you because of the fire. Oh really? And like little things like that. I'm like, that was really cool to say. How how did you get? How did you find out where to camp? So this was again on a oh, on a tour. Okay, fine. Because um, <clears throat> if I didn't camp, I wouldn't like. It was really really expensive. But this was like a month with your accommodation, lots of the food, and honestly, the people I met on that tour were unreal. Like yeah, so so good. And they, saw such... They'd have their own life experiences as well. Right? Yeah, yeah. Some of it's like their first time. Some of it might have been like their 10th. Yeah, and you just meet people from like all around the world, different countries, but everyone has that like travel bug in common. And what's been your favorite place? I loved South Africa, Cape Town. That was amazing. And I also loved Bali. Yeah, Bali seems um, yeah. very appealing. And Italy, obviously. Mainly <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the food, right? Um, what's on the, what's on the, uh, cards in terms of where you like agenda where you want to travel to i would really like to go to iceland in february half term that's definitely really high on the list and, then, and there's a possibility of that happening it's got to happen there, well, i'm gonna i'm gonna swim there if not i'm getting <laughs> yeah. to iceland it's uh travel's a bit tough at the moment but there there is a possibility it can yeah so that is definitely on the cards and also i've got three friends who are living in america so i'd quite like to go and do a little bit of a road trip to see them over the summer oh, right. Have you been to America before? Only New York. Um, it's never massively interested me, but now I've got... Friends out there. Yeah, I'm like, I need to go and see them and it'll be a fun little experience. Have you ever taught abroad? 
No, I haven't actually. Obviously being a teacher. Yeah. Um, what you, there you go, there's your move abroad. <laughs> Teaching <Dubai>. abroad. <laughs> I feel like everyone goes and teaches in Dubai, they don't they? And I don't think it's even tax-free anymore. So I think people used to do it because they didn't pay tax. But I think you have to pay tax now. I don't know. Uh, I, 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 think it, I think there is, is tax-free like allowance. You have to, you, there, you have, obviously you have to get your visas and everything else. And it depends if you become a citizen or you apply for citizenship or something like that. I don't sure. know. I'm not sure. Um, so done, done, the, done the traveling part and then you got back from traveling and you said what? Now's the time to work. Well, I did two years of work before I went, and then I found a job in the school, literally around the corner from my house. That was really nice and convenient. And I've stayed there since. Oh, really? Yeah. How long's that that been? Two, three, maybe five years in this school now. Um, And what age do you teach? Year two, so six-year-olds, yeah. Out of choice? Yeah. Do you get to choose? not like choose, but I could say I like this year group, don't move me yet, or I want to try this year group, and where he can, he'll try and keep everybody happy. Is it hard to, um, to uh, when if you've got a, a year group and then you have to say bye? To oh, I cry year. every year, so saying bye to my class. Yeah, <laughs> so they literally turn into like your babies, like I love them, and they. Yeah, then they leave you and then go to the new class and then their new teacher's their favourite person. You're like, yeah, they f- what about me? They forgot about <laughs> yeah. you. You see them in the playground. Like, Who the fuck's yeah. that? Uh, what, uh, what made you get into teaching? I took a year out before going to university because I didn't know what I was going to like. I did not know what I wanted to do. I was going to apply to do a media degree and I'm so glad I didn't because... I mean, you can tell how much of a natural I am with this whole podcast thing and (laughs) it probably wouldn't have suited me being in the media business. Um, So I took a year out. I volunteered in the school. I carried on like my um, kind of college Marks and Spencer's job. And I also did a supervisor stock take job, which was like... No good. Awful, like horrible. Um, And I worked in a bar. So I felt like I did those four things in the year all at once it was mental oh at this all at the same time yeah it was mental and then um from there i loved the work experience at the school and what was your what did your that. what did your work experience consist of what did you have to just help in the class teacher really as a t- just, ta almost yeah i wasn't getting paid for it though i just kind of did a little bit of voluntary work just to see if it was something that i wanted to do what um did you start what did you study at uni so i did educational studies Ed- then and then i did my pgca there's a big commitment going to like not sure what you want to do and choosing a very specific educational studies I know yeah. I think if I didn't want to do teaching what would I do well yeah design I mean... the education to be fair I feel like they might need some help with that so well that's a that's another topic to, to discuss obviously teaching through COVID teaching from home uh, has challenged you as all teachers quite quite a lot yeah it's not something you signed up to film yeah. yourself yeah and, and well, yeah, I mean, and some, would you say, I mean, I probably haven't asked actually this question enough. Would you say some of the teaching in terms of like the curriculum is outdated? We've got quite a lot of flexibility with it. Okay. Um, so we can kind of, we don't have like, you need to teach this here, this here, this here, this Fine. here. We have like expectations that we need to cover and we can do what we want with that. So it is. So for example, you could pick. If it, let's say if it was something to do with history, as you could put, you could choose 
the topic that you wanted to raise or not raise awareness but teach so yeah we obviously have like different topics in different year groups so yeah, yeah. that every year group isn't learning about world war Two. yeah yeah but um there's kind of statements and as long as you hit those statements then you're you're how, right how did the uh well and obviously the last episode with, with Sachi, i asked him the same question and said do you think that the lockdown made you a better teacher yeah, because you had to plan lessons, which, well, for me, I had to plan lessons which engage six-year-olds at home. And I feel like the parents probably watched these videos and thought, what is she doing? She's absolutely crazy. I was doing things like, um, like, oh, go and find this object in your house, come back. And what object is it? And I was like, shout louder, I can't hear you, and things like that, and trying to get them excited about this object that they found. And... Um, like little things like that. Well, yeah, they but don't. They don't understand. It's not even live. Like they literally, I record myself with these videos, and they can play it whenever they want. So, it was. It was interesting. Well, maybe media might have worked out for you. <laughs> maybe it should have. Maybe I've missed that calling in life now. Um, but you know, for for the kids, do you think that they? Uh, do you think that the, the lack of learning? that they had in person, because obviously at, at six years old, it's very much in person. You feed off like how they react, their yeah. emotions, the, the way that, you know, whatever it might be. Do you feel that when you went back to school, do you feel that they were very different kids? Um, I definitely think that children who are only children struggled because really? they didn't have siblings to play with. Um, also working parents, they obviously couldn't give as much time as parents yeah. who have more time. So I feel like a lot of children were at a disadvantage with that. Lots of children put on weight. Um, obviously, if they've been stuck in a flat with no garden, things like that. And Just from activity levels. Yeah, yeah. Like not even, and I, you know, I don't want people to listen to me like, oh my God, we're talking about children putting on weight. We're talking from a, an activity level, not a fitness gym level like they've got to be super fit it's but just going out for a daily just, walk or yeah, going out riding the, their bike running and, out in the playground chasing yeah, their mate yeah they you don't realize how active they are yeah, yeah. in a school environment that they have yeah two hours of pee a week they have their hour lunch break they have two 15 minute breaks either side in the classroom they're then when they always get picked up being, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and they don't if all of that's taken away yeah, it, it's, it's, it is nuts. Yeah. It is nuts. So they, the, certain uh, individuals or certain people struggled going, going back to the... To yeah. The, but obviously, we're, we're not necessarily through it now, but through the... Well, I don't know. Um, well, Wales have just said... Yeah, they, I know. Gonna... So do you think... Would you like to teach the same child, let's say, in the group that you've got them now, in three, four years' time, to see their development of the impact of what's happened what so from the impact from COVID? yeah yeah um i think they'll be able to catch up if i'm honest i think Do when you think? they're young and i've like spoken to my granddad about this so my granddad was evacuated in the war okay and he didn't go to school for ages and he was like i can read i can write i know my times tables i'm all right i might not know things that they say you need to know but he's got by in life he had a good job he's done well he's yeah, I so I think like it's not just one child that's missed out it's every child not even in this country in the world this is affected so everybody's going to be in the same position yeah but like they're they're going to be 
in jobs at one point, they're going to be parents at one point, they're going to be in certain positions, like some of them, what, what was it, 18 months? Did they lose 18 months of learning? 12 months of learning? Yeah, because, yeah, about a year. Like that year alone could impact them later. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think they will catch up. I think like from when I got my class in September to now, like they've made so much progress and done so well that I don't think when they're six years old, it has a massive impact. It's more that they've missed their reception and nursery and learning to share and learn to take turns. Fine. I think that's harder than then missing that, out. That, yeah, because other things can be taught. They can yeah. be taught what money looks like, finding change, things like that. Like, it's easy to teach that. I suppose some of it, the, mo the major thing they lose, well, not major, actually, but one, one of the major things is the social element, the skills that they learn. I keep yeah. saying this, is like... That's why, like, the only children, they struggle. Yeah, learning to be told no, learning to be rejected, yeah. um, learning... Well, obviously they know how to share, but like disagreements or whatever it might know. be. I don't think I ever got taught how to <laughs> be told no. I still get angry if someone tells me no. Um, <laughs> would you always, is it only primary that you would teach? Would you teach? I would never do high school. No, no. No, could not deal with the attitudes. Yeah. I don't, I couldn't do it. Because you taught like, college, no, I, was it? Yeah, college. Yeah. At least they kind of want to be there in college. They don't. They still didn't want to be they there. They still don't. Yeah, I just couldn't deal, with that. couldn't deal with that attitude. This... See, there's pros and cons for all age groups, right? Because let's say your age group, they might not be as receptive to learning in terms of understanding. Mm. Old age group, they might be because they should understand more, but they don't want to because at 18 or 16, 17, 18, they think that they've got it figured out and yeah. that they're right and what you're saying is wrong. Um, yeah, 16 to 18 is tough too. I like, don't think, yeah, I don't think I could do it. Maybe university, because I feel like then they kind of know what they want out of life. And, but even then. Yeah, but do they? If I had Did you to, know what you wanted out of life at uni? Eventually, yeah. When yeah. I went to uni to do my teaching, I knew what I wanted to do. I suppose it's hard, right? At one point you just wake up and be like, right, I'm a fucking adult now. I've got to... I've got to... I don't know. I don't think that's happened to me yet. <laughs> Peter Pan in disguise. <laughs> um, yeah, you, should, you just wake up and you're almost like, well, I've got to do this now. I've, you know, I've got to make a decision. No one's telling you what you should do. You've got to figure that out on your own. And some people do that for however many years. They might do that for 10 years and then realise, oh, fuck. I've I, made the wrong choice. I've made the wrong do, choice. Yeah, yeah. Um, but teaching something that you admire and you want to... Yeah, I really enjoy it. Yeah. It was always, because I loved fitness, it was always like teaching or fitness. Um and I kind of, when I did my first two years, I didn't love the school I was in. And I was like, oh, should I become like a personal trainer, a yoga teacher? And then I... I think yoga has a calling for you. Do you think she's going to be a good yoga teacher? I, I, I think a lot of people want to get into fitness industry as teach, yeah. right? But my, what I was going to say is, I think when people teach, if they decide to teach, they will see fitness in a very different light. It's not... People... So... For you, it's a hobby at the moment. You enjoy going. But this enjoy. is the issue. Because then when it becomes a job, yeah, it becomes it's very different. not a hobby anymore, right? Correct. It can still be to some degree, but it's how you earn your living. It's not like you go and do it for fun. It yeah. is still fun, but you don't go and do it for fun. But I think if I was the personal trainer and I was taking someone for a leg day and they were moaning about hip thrusts, I'd be like, what? What? How can you not like them? And I just, I would, it would, I think it would anger me. Moaning? What's that? Who moans? 
I don't mind. That's <laughs> what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, pe- people it is um, whatever that might be. It doesn't even have to be fitness. But if you've got a, if you if you if you do if you if you turn your hobby into a job, it might it can have the f- a reverse effect. Yeah, that's why I haven't done it. Is that why you haven't done yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's always been Because I way. love it. And I feel like for me, yoga is like relaxing, chilled. Like, I feel like it balances CrossFit perfectly. Yeah, yeah. And if I then had to, in the evenings, teach yoga, it would take the enjoyment out of me going to do a class because yeah. I had to teach other people. So. That's fair enough. Yeah. Well, I'm going back to your, your traveling. What um, would you say that those traveling experiences taught you the most? I can literally talk to anybody now. I feel that it gave me so much confidence. Did it, yeah. And even in areas like if I was in a cafe on my own, I just talk to people and I ended up making friends that way. And in the gym, I just go up to people, have a conversation. And I feel like I, that hasn't really ever left me since then. But when you said it helped with confidence, did you, did you feel before that, did you feel that it's something that you struggled with? Um, not or struggled with. I've always challenged. been quite loud and chatty, but I think that... Um, <laughs> It helped, like, I wouldn't have ever gone out for dinner on my own or anything like that. Whereas if I want to do something on my own now and no one else wants to do it with me, I would happily go and do but anything on my own. I guess that comes with a level of maturity as well, though, right? Because at a certain... When you're younger, I don't know what age, but you're like, I can't do that. can't do that on my own. That's weird if I do that on my own. Yeah. But then you get older and actually like, <laughs> no, don't come, please. I want to be I'm on my all own. right doing this alone. Yeah. 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 So definitely um, that. And also like appreciation for the world. I think the world is so big and I literally believe that you've got one life, right? And it sounds really cheesy, but you've got one life. And if I don't see all these places, I feel like I've wasted it. Well, yeah, I've often... And eating all the food. Yeah, I've asked this question to a few people and I, I get different answers all the time. Is, is why do we call this home? Like why are we content or do we, do we choose to settle here when there's so much... I think friends and family come into it, right? And I think that, like, I would never maybe long-term be able to move move away forever. But if every six weeks I can go and visit somewhere new and literally go onto Skyscanner, type my dates in, say flights to anywhere and see what comes up. Is that how you choose your... Normally. And I just see where cheap flights are and think, oh, I've never been there before. And I... Go there. Go there. Yeah, that's what how Iceland came up in February. So. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Is there any anywhere in particular that you um, are wanting to, apart from Iceland now, like wanting to actually you want to go see like your headstrong and wanting to go see that place? I would not say no to anywhere. I feel like I want to. I'd love Explore to go and see everything. Like I've not done much South America. Um, I'd love to do the rest of Africa. Um, they're probably really high on my list. Japan. Anyone wants a holiday? But that, but that's, that's, Take me with you. That's I wouldn't say the, no. That's where life, because you, you'd be very, very willing to just go and have fun and go on holiday. Yeah, and, and I don't need anything as well. I feel like I'm not very materialistic. I'm happy with a backpack and a few clothes and. So you'd give it. You'd, you'd give it up tomorrow. What? You'd give up work. It's about. You'd, would you do a sabbatical? Obviously. No, I need to grow up. I need to get a mortgage. Sorry, I need to sorry. grow up. <laughs> Stop putting these ideas in my head. I actually looked at a round-the-world cruise the other day. So I thought, right, I've got this money for a deposit. And I was like, I wonder how much an around-the-world cruise is. So, like, Googled it. And I was like, oh. How much are they? Oh, it's like 25 grand. How long is it? Uh, is it six, six months? months or nine months. But 
Tempting, right? How, um, how long do you spend in each place? I didn't look that far into it. Because it doesn't... It, 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 it doesn't go to... It goes to a lot of locations. But it's not like every single yeah, yeah. place. But, but you, you get see a, good, a lot. Yeah, yeah, you see a lot. You get a good variety. Yeah. Um, but that could be my retirement, which feels like a very long time away. <laughs> but um, dreaming what, of that day already. <laughs> what... Um, is that... So, I usually asked questions of, like, what your plans are for you. Like, personal plans in terms of career or fitness plans. Is, is that one of your things that you want to I'd love to do that one day be like a retired teacher that travels the world do you do you, do you find is, is, is work or your current position at work is it something that you want to climb that ladder or you no you're, not you're, at con- all. you're content in in um, changing education in, in the way that you teach and I think with teaching climbing the ladder takes you out the classroom and I didn't get That's into teaching you- to be an, an office worker so I think I wouldn't want to ever be a head teacher because you're yeah, in an office. You you're not. You're not with the children. You do the odd assembly or whatever yeah. else, but it's not what I like. You'd doing. want to keep that interaction. Yeah, yeah. And what about with regards to to your fitness? Is there anything in particular that you? Oh God, are... I just sound like Grant in the goal review. <laughs> <laughs> um... Anything in particular that you want to um, <laughs> to get from it, or are you just riding the wave? You happy? Um, I'm happy to be honest I think I just want to be able to work out for a long time not get injured stay healthy keep my healthy body keep my healthy mind um keep killing myself with these workouts that you're programming and you 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 uh some people might not know this but you were filming when you were off in the summer last year you were yeah. helping with the content that we were filming yeah uh and they were they were tough workouts. Yeah, especially talking out of breath. It's hard, right? It's, yeah. Um, I listen back to those videos after, like, you launched the app, and I was literally like, oh, my God, I sound so out of breath. It's embarrassing. But I'm like, <laughs> did that help you for uh, for your teaching stuff? Or was, is that before? No, I think after? I did the filming for you after. Uh, after. Um, Which probably helped, actually, for yeah, you to, yeah. to do that. Yeah, I don't know why I was so nervous about doing this podcast. It's like talking about your life. Whereas put me in front of a camera doing something stupid, doing some burpees and jumping up and down and yeah, oh yeah, dancing to the whap, tearing my hamstring, all of that kind of stuff. I'm happy doing that. But it's, it's, it's uh, for those who've never been, like it's hard being, it's hard. It's, it's nerve wracking being on camera before, if you've never done it. Like, I think it depends if you're confident doing it. Because I remember the first time filming for you guys, I was like, oh my God, what, you I need to say few- something wrong. <laughs> I'm going to do this. And then when I started doing things wrong, I just laughed at it and but that's the carried best way. on, right? I usually start, like, before, I, obviously people don't get to see this, but um, if we ever was able to get all the bloopers out, like, but before we started these, uh, and even when I'd done the ones about the uh, camera, I'd have to spend a couple of minutes just like, I'd start laughing. And I just, just to get to, out of your system. Yeah, I just had to get out of my system. You always get like a bit of a nervous wee and you're like, oh, fucking hell, all right. Calm down, settle, and then you, and then you go. It can be, uh, can be quite nerve-wracking. Yeah. Um, if, the, uh, if the world, well, when this gets released, we, we, there's a possibility that we would be in a lockdown. But if we were, is there anything that you would do as a teacher different that you, done, that you didn't do last time? Teaching? As in to, um... to, your, to your students? I think I'd make sure that the parents knew not to put too much um, pressure on themselves. Because I think after the last lockdown, talking to a lot of the parents, they were so stressed that they had their own jobs to be getting on with. Yeah. That in a way, 
when you're working at home, it's more demanding because you don't have that switch off. You still have your laptop at home and you might log on, do a quick email and you don't have that switch off time. So I think that like, don't do, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Don't worry about sitting your child there all day because they're not going to be able to do a nine till three day at home because obviously when you're at school, you have breaks, partner talk and tabled work and things like that. It's not just them sitting on their own. So I think like the mental health side of things should come before any academics, personally. Very fair to say. Everyone might disagree with me there, but personally. No, it's very fair to say. Lauren, we've run out of time for today. Oh. I'm so sorry. Um, The class (laughs) is very much starting. It was starting very, very uh, soon. Um, But thank you. And guys and girls, we'll join you next week.